Hello, everyone. Welcome to Deliberate Connections, the podcast all about deliberately connecting and the impact it has on our world. I am your host, Christiana Frank, a consultant in education, corporations, and mental health. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Deliberate Connections, the podcast all about deliberately connecting and the impact it has on the world. I am your host, Christiana Frank, a consultant in corporations, education, and mental health. Today with me, I have Dr. Christopher Bond, who has over 13 years of experience as an accomplished senior level executive manager and is currently the superintendent in Raton, New Mexico. Welcome, Dr. Bond. Well, thank you, Christiana, for having me again. I'm looking forward to our interview today. Yeah, so uh, thank you. So grateful to have you on the podcast. And this this is, you know, a new, we're, we're launching this podcast, Deliberate Connections. And I'm so honored to have you on because, you know, meeting you and working with you has been so deliberate and so purposeful. I thought um, you should definitely be the launch into this podcast and um, especially because of this white paper you wrote, my principal uses the F word. And uh, we discussed last podcast, the first chapter, the students aren't lost, we are. And it was just so insightful on, you know, some of the demands that our education system needs right now to, to keep up with, you know, everything that's so unique and changing in the world right now. And not to mention, we're right in the middle of, of COVID and, and figuring this out as a world together. Um, so today we're talking about your second chapter. And your second chapter is really talking about re-imaging the campus, you know, and in this instance, re-imaging a school campus. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit. I'm going to ask you to blend two things. <laughs> I'm going to ask if you could talk a little bit about your why as to your deliberateness or your deliberate connections on this topic. What is your why? And then blend it into, you know, how have you found tools or strategies to re-image campuses that you have been working in? Well, <clears throat> Christiana, first of all, my why is, you know, you turn on the news it's all about doom and gloom. Life is about to end, Armageddon. And the reality of it is, is we have some amazing things going on around us. We have amazing people that are working their tails off. We have some brilliant ideas that are occurring, even right now during COVID. And as you're well aware, I wrote this pr prior to COVID. But even during COVID, some of the new ideas that are coming out, some of the new innovations that are coming out, all because we've had to learn to think outside of the box. And yet, if you turn on the news today or you walk into any organization, all everybody is talking about is fear and anger and resentment and morale. And the reality of it is, as human beings, that is very important to us because we operate in our limbic system. And so one of the things that I've learned right away is that we don't even give people a chance to be successful because we have these old paradigms or old mental models that get in the way. Um, so one of the things that I'm really trying to do is let people see that sometimes when we go through adversities and we go through change, it's an opportunity for us to rebrand ourselves and to grow. And a perfect example of this that I'd like to use is that I went to work in a school to turn it around that was in financial dismay. Um, it was really bad shape. Over 20 years, $600,000 of deficit spending 
you multiply that, you can figure that number out. And their enrollment was decreasing and declining. Yet when I went into the school, there was very talented, hardworking individuals there, but nobody gave them the time of day to figure out how talented and wonderful they were because the buildings were filthy. The building was painted teal green and had been that color for over 30 years. Nobody had cut the grass. They didn't edge. The sidewalk was falling apart. The windows were full of tape and student work that had been posted, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and it was starting to fade in the sun. And people would literally drive up. I would, I would introduce myself in the parking lot as families would drive up wanting to come to the school and they wouldn't even enter the building because the building was filthy and it didn't look like a place where kids wanted to go. And I realized a long time ago, but I'm using this one as an example is that, you know, the first impression is a lasting impression. And we know about that in job interviews, but also in an organization that is important. And even to take it a step further, I've worked in schools where parents and, and teachers and staff were constantly having conflicts and the police had to be involved. And I found out later, you know, working in these schools, it was because when the parents entered the school, it looked like a ghetto. I mean, there was paper thrown all over the floor and gum, gum stuck to the ceilings. And they thought it would be cute to have pajama day and show up to work in pajamas. We were conveying the message that it's okay to be casual or it's okay to be informal or it's okay to be disrespectful. And when we started to change our images we started seeing changes in behavior. People were entering the buildings and they were seeing the amazing work teachers were doing. They were more respectful to the support staff. Our support staff was more respectful to them. And so I recognized a long time ago that when you take care of a facility, the kids will begin to take care of the facility. And so we don't put a whole lot of effort into those kinds of things because we're so focused in education on reading, writing, and math, which is very important to us but we can't even get the kids in the doors and the families in the door because it doesn't look like an organization that's focused on reading, writing, and math. And so there's some really simple things that we can do that can help improve morale in our organization. We can paint the walls white. I worked in a school where they would paint the walls dark blue because they were anticipating the kids were going to graffiti the walls. Well, guess what? They would go buy gold markers and silver and white markers and graffiti anyways. We painted the walls white one year and we made it a point to keep the campus clean. And guess what? We didn't have any graffiti on the walls because we set the expectation that we value you and we're going to make our facilities look wonderful and welcoming and pleasant and bright. And we're going to greet people at our doors. And just those little things change the whole mental model and the paradigm of the organization. And then you can do the real work. And so that's really, you know, blending the two is we just got to bring fun back into our organizations and our organizations need to look fun. You know, if they look doom and gloom and they look gray and filthy and dirty, that's exactly what people believe is going on in that organization. You know, yeah, exactly. And I agree 100 percent because, you know, I try to I try to think about, you know, a lot of people say, oh, don't look at visual. Visual is not important. It's what's on the inside. It's what we're learning in our brains. It has nothing to do with what we're wearing or what's around us. And I'm not saying you need to, you know, own or be able to afford the most expensive suit or drive the, the, the best car or walk into the, 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 the best school, you know, um, put together school. But I do think there's a huge argument for feeling proud of putting yourself together and feeling proud of the building you're walking into that helps support 
how you work neurologically in your brain, how you support your confidence. And then we know as educators and as consultants that if you feel good, you know, it could be a shirt from a thrift store or it could whatever. But if you feel good in your skin, you are going and your surroundings, you are going to be much more open to to learning, bringing in information, collaborating. And at the real basis, just having confidence with yourself and what you're doing. So if there was so let me ask you a question. If if there was one thing, so if there's another superintendent out there or a, a business owner out there who is listening to us and, and looking around in their atmosphere and going, okay, yeah, I need to change something visually. What is the first thing that you think um, a leader should focus on as, a, as um, uh, directed at making this change? I'm going to just tell you, I have been a huge proponent of climate and culture and, but looking at it a little bit more in depth because we love to talk about climate and culture, but you know, climate and culture is making sure that your faculty, your employees, your clients, your students, whatever realm you're in, they feel good. They're having fun and they want to come back. And sometimes that's a putting up a coat of paint. That's sometimes changing your brand or image. I got to tell you, if your image or your brand is tarnished, don't try to polish it, create a new brand and image. Because once people have made that mental model in their brain and they've had a bad experience, I've been to restaurants before and I'm real big about customer service because I believe the one thing that is free in our lives is customer service. And so if I go to a place and I receive horrible customer service, I typically won't return back as a customer. And I think about that in my organizations also is you know, what are the things that we're doing to make people feel important? That's part of that climate and culture. You know, we get into climate and culture and we use that a lot in our nomenclature and education and in and business and corporation, but we don't want to talk about the things like the physical environment. You know, does it smell okay when you come into the building or does did the carpet flood three years ago and we just cleaned it, but it still smells musty and dampy. Imagine working in that environment every single day. Not only is it something that frustrates people, but then they start to believe that, well, hey, the leadership doesn't even have enough value in us to pull out the carpet and put new carpet in or paint our offices white and brighten it up. Or they, they, so I would like to say that, you know, we have to focus on climate and culture, but we do need to do work in the environmental areas and doing things like having potlucks, you know. I refuse to have a meeting with my staff without offering food. Either I cook or I'll have it catered out or I'll order out because we have a whole different conversation when we can sit there and break bread with one another and we can smile. And I also take time in some of those meetings just to ask about them as human beings. And I encourage that because I'm modeling what I want my staff to do to our clients, which is our parents and our students is, you know, being human comes first. And, and, and we just need to show people that we care about them. But more importantly, let them laugh and have a little bit of fun. We, you know, we know the most successful organizations in the world are those that are trailblazers. You know, some people call them risk takers. I call them trailblazers um, just because risk has that negative connotation. But how can we expect people to be risk takers and trailblazers when we don't even allow them to laugh and have fun and make mistakes? And, you know, and that's part of what makes life so wonderful and great is that we are going to have adversity and we are going to fail. 
fail fast and fail often is what I tell my staff to do and laugh about it. Look back and laugh about it because of the great lessons that are learned. And we're doing the totally opposite now. Things seem to be a little bit troublesome and, and everybody wants to crawl into their shell and they go into panic mode, but we've taught that. And so I'm trying to reteach my staff and my organizations. And when I go out and do consulting things is how can we put a different spin on this and use this as an opportunity, not only as an opportunity to be innovative and improve our line of work and our service to our clients, but encourage our staff to be risk takers and to be trailblazers so that they are being more innovative and they're bringing in more clients and customers. And people want to just come into my office because everybody's smiling. Then I'm going to ask you how your children are doing. That is just as important as asking a teacher is how, how, what's your test course or asking somebody at a grocery store, did you get all your inventory, you know, done? We have to remember we're dealing with the human element here. And I'm going to tell you, in my organizations, when we move in this direction, we are way more productive, we're much happier, and I don't have the turnover that I have, you know, when I'm sort of being a taskmaster and focusing on results and not focusing on people at the same time. You know, if if people are watching this and not listening, you're just seeing me like grinning from ear to ear and just nodding my head. And the first thing I'm thinking of is my grandfather always used to say, you know, uh, if you walk like the duck, you are the duck. And I always think about that with modeling, whether you're modeling a behavior and your energy, you're modeling an attitude or you're modeling a visual uh, like re-imaging a campus. I mean, all of those little pieces, they're so easy to do. I mean, I know there might be financials connected to it, but they're so easy to do. But the impact to the people, the culture, and the way that it, 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 it makes it available for people then to get their work done is incredible. So I really want to thank you for being here with us. This is Dr. 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 Christopher Bond, who wrote My Principal uses the F word, a white paper, and we are now have just finished discussing re-imaging the campus. Uh, Next time I meet with you, we will be talking about encourage or criticize chapter three. And for anybody that would like to access the white paper, it will be a link below if you're looking at this. And if not, you can head over to Christiana frank.com and I will have a link to his white paper starting November 1st, 2020. Thank you, Dr. Bond. Um, We're looking forward to another interview with you soon. Thank you. And you have a wonderful day. Thank you.